Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show. On today's episode, West Virginia football transfer portals heating up. The West Virginia baseball teams won eight in a row, and Jay Jacobs will be on our next episode. All ahead on the Ryan and Russ Show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush Show, and we're getting right into it. Ryan, the West Virginia football team has got notes from the basketball team. Things are heating up in the transfer portal for the football team. What are your thoughts on everything that's happened so far? Yeah, the portal never stops, Rush. And uh, <laughs> obviously, does. Tony Mathis departs, and that's kind of the big headline. But, I mean, it was already such a crowded running back room, and you got five quality running backs led by C.J. Donaldson, who we saw average six yards of carry in his freshman year. So he's going to be the lead horse. And uh wish Tony Mathis nothing but the best. you got other guys that are talented in that room as well, and Justin Johnson, Jalen Anderson, and, and some of the younger guys. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that this is a huge loss as much as he was a good player for us. He's just going to go to a different situation, a different running back room where he can probably play and get more touches. And it's a scholarship that opens up that we can address on the defensive side, which we saw last year, especially up until about the last three games of the year. We struggled to get stops. We struggled to stop the run. We struggled to get to the passer. I think in every Big 12 game, we gave up 30-plus points before that Oklahoma win. Yeah, it's 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 something we've noticed on the noted on the show before. It seems like one year the offense is good, and then you're looking to build the defense, and then the next year the defense is good, but then the offense is like it, it's been probably Neil Brown's biggest struggle is, and it's led to him obviously losing games that we shouldn't have lost is the fact that both sides of the football and even sometimes throwing the special teams in there haven't been complete. So I think what we're seeing now from the transfer portal is areas where we are stacked with running back. And we talked about it on last week's episode doing the, the gold blue game uh, recap is we, we are, we're going to, we need to be a running team. We don't need to worry about the running backs at all. Um, especially start Garrett green out there. He has the ability to, to move around and, and, and be a great, um, you know, you got to spy him, but then that opens the running game and, and you can do a lot of things there. I think what we're seeing now with potential prospects coming in, we've we've addressed a couple things because now we have uh, Jalen Ellis, who we haven't talked much about, but that was a big coming from Baylor, staying in the Big 12 wide receiver, three-star. Uh, uh, Tyron Bradley, um, he's coming in as an edge rusher. And then Anthony Wilson, a two-star from Georgia and Southern, who's playing safety. And like you just said, now we're getting able to put scholarships to maybe more the defensive side of the ball. Now that the the portal remains open, I think this is a, a good job on, and wh- however it got done of, of balancing this football team out so that we see all sides of the ball complete. I completely agree. And I think our best team under Neil Brown was the COVID year and no coincidence. That was his best defensive team by, by a mile. Um, just to touch on some other statistics, the two out of the three games that we won in the big 12 last year, we want, we held our opponents to 19 and 20 points. So this is going to be a ball control grounded at ground and pound on the offensive side of things while marrying it with a good defense that can make, carry you a little bit while running the football. So marrying your offense with your defense, where. They, they feed off of one another, kind of like Kansas State did this last year. And looking at where they're going, I mean, they're 
Uh, looking at guys from Florida and Kentucky, uh, defensive linemen to add more depth to that already decent defensive line. So you can never not have enough depth on the offensive and defensive line, especially with the injuries of a 12-game season. And if you want to play deep into the college football uh, playoff soon to be, you got to be even deeper now because it's going to be 15, 16 games even. I agree. You can never get enough defensive and offensive linemen. And something that that has been noted and we have been talking about is our defense actually already where it is looks pretty good. So if you're even bolstering it mm-hmm. by you know taking away a running back and able to give a scholarship on um, the defensive side of the ball, because when when you are going to be a such a run first, ideally, you know, as we talked about it, you are a run first. You know, use your strengths to your advantage. And, and kind of be put in that game management type of situation where it's more about draining the clock, more about um, um, you know ball control, and then having a defense that has just been bolstered by a couple you know pieces or two to to really complete it. That's that's when it Neil Brown is going to have the situations he needs to to win the game. Now that type of formula it then all falls on Neil Brown if he can put it together. But I yep. will say this: I I like where we are. Uh, a lot more than, you know, a little worried a couple months ago when we saw all this transfer portal departures. And now we're starting to kind of slowly get the trickle back in. A lot of teams have played their spring games. They kind of realize where they fall in the depth chart. So it's definitely we're in that situation where it feels like kind of better late than never. Uh, but I, I'm i actually, and you know, may, maybe this is the fan coming out of me. But I, I'm I'm optimistic about this year, believe it or not. I And I don't know if this is a bull take. And, and Neil Brown does have a lot of, um, not explaining to do, but a lot of, Hey, you you got to prove it this year type of deal. But I, I, for some reason I could see him finishing out this contract, man. I could see him putting the pieces together. I could see maybe he's not 10 and two this year, but a solid seven and five, eight and four kind of back. And then, and then we see him finish things out and there, you know, this is the start at that to that. I agree. And, um, I think also, just along the lines of just the way they're going to have to play these games, they're going to be in a lot of close games because they're not going to be playing as much up tempo with the running style or the dynamic rushing attack that they want. You look at some of the teams. I mean, we've had six teams in the big 12 over the last three years playing the big 12 championship. It's been a different reason why, but there's been a consistent on each team that's been in there, Kansas state defensive line and being able to run the football the year before that Baylor won it over Oklahoma state. They were able to really dominate the trenches against Oklahoma state in that game, especially from the defensive line standpoint, I would say in Oklahoma, Oklahoma was really good in the trenches that year. Obviously they get a different type of athlete and prospect than we do, but uh, Iowa state, I mean, they build it up uh, from the offensive and defensive line out and that's kind of been the formula for a West Virginia, K-State, Iowa State to make a run at a Big 12 title. I think I agree with that. I mean, I think when you come into a season like this, Ryan, where one, we know this. What do we know? We know Morgantown's not a great place to play in. Teams mm-hmm. Baylor hates coming here. I know we're at Baylor next team, but just an example. Um, when you have kind of in football that more go go with what you're good at, that more, and that's what we're going to be good at this year is clock management. And, and and just putting the pieces together and hopefully Neil Brown gets away from that wanting to sling it everywhere. And if he does that, I think we'll be in decent shape. And then third is we're playing a lot of new teams coming into the, I think we play all four new teams this year coming into the big 12. And I, you got to think at least two of them, if not three, if not all four of them are going to be a kind of that initial, initial like shock of being like, Oh, this is, 
you know, it's not BYU picking your independent schedule anymore, even though they have done well, but it's still, it, it, it's different. And I think when you have all of that working towards you and, you know, when someone's backs against the wall is sometimes the best comes out of them and it, it, talking about Neil Brown. So it, we, we have all the pieces and we have the ability to, to grind these teams out. Now it's whether we do it. And the, the three teams that we did not draw, Texas, who's going to be the probably the consensus pick to win the Big 12, obviously with all the talent that they did, they, they always have talent. It's whether they can put it together and not be soft and, and a bunch of front runners like they usually are. But uh, Kansas State, we don't draw Kansas State at all, which is a benefit. They bring back a lot. I know they lost Deuce Vaughn, but not getting them. And then Iowa State, who's going to be better? They lost all those one-possession games. You mentioned it. We have all the new schools coming into the Big 12. Uh, the first one we play is Dana, Houston, uh, down there in uh, Houston on October the 12th. That's a Thursday night. Then we go uh, to the uh, Bounce House, uh, Central Florida, on Saturday, October 28th. And then uh, we got BYU coming to Morgantown on Saturday, November 4th. I know you love that day. And we wrap it up with uh, Cincinnati, which will be our final home game. So, yeah, on November 18th, we got all we could have asked for a better schedule in I terms agree. of being able to. And, and, and I think that's what sets up a successful season almost as much in college football is having that benefit of a schedule. Yeah, we got to go to Oklahoma. Yeah, we got to go to Baylor, but you're going to have to play some tough games on the road. It's about protecting home field and not drawing all, all the top tier teams in the Big 12 and drawing all four new teams. That's that the Big 12 did us a big time favor. Did Neil Brown a big time favor there? I agree. Uh, I will also say this: we start out with at Penn State, then Duquesne, mm-hmm. then Pittsburgh. That at Penn State game, man, is. I don't know. I, I I don't think this is be, the fan being in me. It's just there's sometimes you get these feelings. It's kind of been leaked that they think it's going to be the ABC Saturday night game. Dude, coming into a start of the season, especially in college football, where you know things are being figured out in different divisions, man, you could maybe go out there, go go into um Penn State and shock the world. You know, obviously we'll beat Duquesne the weekend after. And then, you know, anything could happen. So you could even, you know, we are at Oklahoma, we're at Baylor, but we play that non-conference well. We at least need to go two and one. As we talked about the on uh, the episode, we did the road to eight wins. Hell, even three and oh, beat the whole Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Anything can happen, man. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I guess I'll just leave it at that. Well, and Penn State's got a quarterback competition going into that game as well. Sometimes we see these teams struggle out of the gates that are having a true competition. I don't know if he's going to play both or he'll have a starter named by that opening day, but we'll, we'll see. Um, there, there's no pressure on that game. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're supposed to lose. They, they leaked the line that you're an 18 and a half point dog. So go in there, guns blaze and play your asses off they, and hopefully uh, set the tone for a good season. Uh, probably the best season that we've had or one of the best seasons we've had is when we played Alabama and Atlanta to start the year. Yeah, we, we, we lost the game, but I mean, we, we we didn't get embarrassed. Like we've seen some of these teams that get absolutely throttled by Nick Saban and Alabama in that opener. So yeah, I think sometimes it's a blessing to play one of those top teams, a top ten team like uh to start the season because you're not surprised by anything after that. Hello, Rambling Rush here. And we'll take you back to your episode momentarily. The Ryan and Rush show is on its way to monetization, and we need your help. Please subscribe to our show if you haven't yet, and let your friends know all about it. The Ryan and Rush Show is your source for West Virginia sports, and our goal is to make this our full-time job and to give you the best news and analysis available. Again, that's The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe today and share with all your friends. 
Now back to the episode. Let's shift over, Ryan, to a team that you don't even need to be optimistic about anymore. The number 12 in the country, WVU Baseball Mountaineers, eight in a row winners. You won, swept their past two series, got pit. Pitt's going to be here in Morgantown tomorrow night, Ryan. Yeah. What, what's just, they, they, they keep doing their thing. I don't even know where to begin with them. They are hitting the, you know, what out of the baseball is what they're doing. 18 runs on Sunday, 10 on Saturday, uh, 14 earlier in the week against Penn state. We saw the Alpers, uh, with the TCU comeback, the game we were at, they had a 17 run game there. Uh, Noah Beanick, the guy, uh, the guy that came on our show for the college baseball, uh, preview, uh, for the Mountaineers, he, I, I texted back and forth with him last night. And I'm like, man, they got a shot, man, to go on a run. And he said, they remind me of the 2022 Texas A&M Aggies, which was a team that went all the way to, to the college, uh, baseball, uh, semifinals, I think. So I think this, this is a team that if the bats stay hot, they could beat anybody, especially if they can get some consistent pitching. They're hitting the ball as well as anybody in the country right now. That, that's the thing that is, is the, the, they can't, the pitching definitely steps up and, and can be there with the starting pitching starter starting pitchers. Uh, I guess the concern is, is, is the bullpen, but mm-hmm. you know, it's hopefully bullpen steps up when he needs to step up and bats stay hot. I mean, that's the secret to anything in baseball. If bats stay hot, you'll play. So this just needs to keep going. Can't can all of a sudden the bats die and, and think you're going to be all right. So you're right. You're right. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. And you know, Hey, it's going to be, we need, we need to sell out this place uh, tomorrow night. We need to make it the biggest crowd in Morgantown. Uh, I think the weather is going to be absolutely terrible, but Hey, you know, <laughs> just drink a little more. When does that ever stop us? So well, no doubt. And Hey, rush, they got a chance. They, they can hold their own down the stretch to the host, the regional host, the regional, maybe even a super regional if they can really, really get hot. So yeah, Mountaineers are rolling right now. Shout out to Randy Maisie and that group. Excellent. Doing an excellent job. Um, on next episode, got another West Virginia legend coming your way. Jay yep. Jacobs played on the uh, the time the West Virginia was in the national championship back in the 50s, played against Jerry West in high school and and played with him here in, you know, at WVU. And of course, as you know, I'm side by side with Tony Crudy uh, before before the basketball games and does the Bob Huggins show. We had a <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing, Ryan. It was a great episode. He He's. He may be a little older, but man, he is with it. He is still sharp as can be. So uh, another interview coming out this Thursday. We love you all. We appreciate you all. Uh, Go Mountaineers, and we'll see you guys again soon. Have a good one. Go Mountaineers. Be Pitt.